This week on Crime World... There was a Republican police from 1920. I mean, the IRA was effectively trying to run an underground government. And actually, there was a crime wave. 1919-1920, there's a wave of bank robberies, post office robberies, robberies of individuals, robberies of pubs in Dublin and in rural areas as well. So the IRA tried to actually clamp down on that. They, on occasion, solving bank robberies and giving the money back to the banks. Now, I'm Nicola Talent, and you can listen to my podcast, Crime World, wherever you get your podcasts. Remember, you can stay up to date on the latest news with the Irish Independent WhatsApp channel. Hello and welcome to the throw-in independent.ie's GA podcast. I'm Will Slattery and today we're going to be talking all things Dermot Connolly with Joe Brolly. Joe, I suppose there was a huge furor around uh, Dermot Connolly after the incident on Saturday when he uh, pushed uh, the linesman Kieran Brannigan. From a legal perspective, though, what do you think the next few steps will be as the GA go about kind of adjudicating on this or looking over the footage? Well, I mean, I think there's a big problem at the heart of this because the a very experienced linesman who's an intercounty referee experienced the incident at first hand. And the referee saw it immediately in front of him. And there was nothing to prevent them communicating. They clearly saw it and were aware of it. And as very experienced officials, they were clearly aware of the rule. Mm. And they it can only be that they decided not to impose a sanction. It can only be that they decided that he hadn't crossed the line. And rightly or wrongly, that's within the margin of discretion for the referee and the official. And um, in those circumstances, you know, the risk here is that the CCCC would be usurping the function of the match official. So whilst anybody can agree that, let me put it this way, if the referee had sent Dear McCauley off on a red card when it happened, okay? Mm. And, you know, had the umpire shown any, inclin- or the linesman shown any inclination to involve the referee, which he clearly didn't, because I mean the linesman basically just ignored it. He, he kept his white flag up, and the game went on. Mm. Um, and that's what appeared to happen. And obviously, he's mic'd up. Um, he was able to speak to the referee. I mean, they're only a few foot apart. Had the linesman said, "Look, he's interfered with me. It's a red card offence. He's gone over the line," and the ref immediately sent him off. On top of that, the ref clearly saw it and was aware of it, and didn't act. So, in those circumstances. You know, it goes to the very heart of you know the GAA's constitution, the GAA's rulebook, because the CCCC can only intervene. There's a clear separation here. The CCCC can only intervene if the match officials are unaware of the incident, not dealt with it. And what the rule actually says is that uh, the CCCC cannot act unless the referee confirms that he did not adjudicate upon the incident. It's a very interesting point. And adjudication clearly incorporates the referee and officials deciding that an offence doesn't cross the line and therefore not imposing a card. So that it couldn't be argued, well, they didn't adjudicate because they didn't uh, impose a card. I mean, uh, the, the referee and officials, their job is to control what's happening on the pitch. And that is their role. It is only when they have missed something that the CCCC are allowed to step in. So this is a point of real importance because it looks very much as though the 
officials have decided this doesn't cross the line. They certainly didn't take any action whatsoever in relation to it. Is there a possibility that the referee didn't see it, though, and that the linesman obviously did experience it, but that the referee, was there was a lot going on at the time. Maybe he was unsighted for the actual push. Well, it doesn't look like it, but let's let's look at that scenario. Then. Highly experienced inter-county referee is the linesman. He knows the law, mm. um, intimate, and he knows the rules in relation to interference to the referee. So that's a really, really important group. Um, the linesman sees a player strike for another player, he buzzes the referee, he says, look, he struck another player, the referee sends him off. You know, that happens all the time. That's the way the system works. Mm. Linesman's involved in the incident, the referee's starting to cite him. Um, it's a very conspicuous incident, and either the linesman doesn't draw the referee's attention to it because he takes a view, look, he hasn't crossed the line, uh, and or the referee sees it and may agree without any further ado that being aware of the incident, it doesn't require any action. And that's the point about the rules. The referee has to be given, and the officials have to be given, the autonomy on the field to decide whether an offence crosses the line or not. Because there's a margin, margin of discretion in relation to any offence. Uh, now, let's, let's look at a different scenario. Say, for example, the referee had given him a red card here. Well, then there could be no complaints about that because he has clearly put his hand on the linesman of what the offence says. Part of the definition of the offence is laying a hand on... When, it, when, the, when the offence is defined, it goes on to give examples, and one of the examples is laying a hand on an official. Now, not, you know, laying a hand on an official won't in every circumstance be a, an offence. Mm. And, that's a, and that's a matter for the discretion of the linesman and umpire. So, you know, that's the first big issue that arises in this case. I mean, I think, that, you know, there's obviously a huge media interest now, you know, led by Patrick Lang, you know, who, <laughs> who in the stampede, you know, obviously didn't have Kerry's interests at heart. Yeah, what did you make of his reaction? when he was leading the stampede to have Jim banned. But, um, Did you agree with his reaction you know, or not? Well, I think that, you know, if, if you weren't uh, a pundit and, you know, you weren't supposed to understand the rules and know the rules of the GA, that would be all well and good. But, you know, it's, it's a really cardinal principle of the GA's laws that the referee has control and his officials of what happens on the pitch and only if they are unaware of an incident they miss an incident, can the CCCC step in? And the importance of that is that the ref has to have a margin of discretion. And also, you just can't referee a game over again from the sidelines. You know, you can't ref... I mean, the GA has decided not to have a third match official. So unlike rugby or, you know, American football, they don't have a third match official. They don't have someone refereeing from the TV. And uh, that you know, underlines the point that if the referee doesn't deal with it, having chosen not to deal with it, then it's not for the CCC. You know, it's as a matter of constitutional law and as a matter of the rules of the GA to re-referee the game. And that's, I mean, I think there's a real danger of that happening here because it's, in, I mean, clearly the official experienced the incident himself, the sideline official, and it looks very much as though the referee saw it. They must most, most certainly were aware of it, and yet they chose not to take action. And that's within their discretion. Now, it's not as straightforward as that, though, because you know how these things work. Mm. The CCCC now, because the referee didn't um, administer a card, will now 
very likely seek clarification from the official uh, as to whether or not he adjudicated upon the incident. Now, of course, everything depends on how that's framed and answered. But we know that there's a great wariness between the CCCC and referees after what happened to Brian Crowe in the 2007 All-Ireland semi-final when he chose not to send off um, Noel O'Leary. The TV appeared to show a strike. And in those days, the rule was that the referee had to be asked whether or not, in light of the footage, he would have imposed a red card. And Brian Crowe answered in the negative. He said no. And um, mysteriously, that was the last big game that Brian caught. And the clear perception out there, amongst referees as well, because I've spoken to was that his failure to toe the line on that um, was the problem. And so, you know, you can see a situation where the CCCC will just ask a question that's set out in the rules. You know, did you adjudicate upon the incident? Now, the referee can interpret that in a number of ways. But one way to interpret that is, did you impose a card? Did you, you know, did you impose any sanction? And if the referee says no, then the CCC will feel themselves free to act. But they can only act if the ref hasn't dealt with it. And dealing with it, adjudication, means, in my view, and I think there can be no dispute about this, either deciding to impose a red card or a yellow card or deciding not to Mm. in the knowledge that an incident has occurred. And I cannot see any situation where the officials weren't aware that the incident had occurred since the sideline official experienced it and since the ref was standing beside him at the time. That all sounds like Dublin might have a case for Connolly not to be banned then, the way way you're explaining it. Well, I mean, of course it depends. You know, you might have a situation where, uh, say, for example, the the referee comes back on the clarification and says, well, look, um, I didn't impose a card at the time because the situation was fraught, you know, and I didn't want to increase the heat. Now, I mean, I think that's a totally unacceptable explanation. And it would be very easy to... But, you know, that would put Dermot in a very difficult position. But I think what must have happened, if you think this through logically, is that they decided not to act. And if they saw it and decided not to act, that's the end of the matter. Is there a timeline for these things? It's going to be... Well, there is is a timeline. The referee's report comes in within three days, and it will because it's a big game. Um, the CCC can seek clarification as soon as they, if the referee's report doesn't deal with the incident on the face of it, they will seek clarification from the ref. They will say, did you adjudicate upon the incident involving Jim? And they'll include a video clip. And the ref can answer that in, any, in whatever way he chooses. But the safest course for a referee there would be to say no. Now then what will happen is, certainly if I was acting for Dermot, I would be asking the CCC, as I'm entitled to do, to put a series of questions, clarification questions, to the officials. So you would ask, did you see the incident? Um, Was the sideline official aware that the incident had occurred? Um, Did the sideline official communicate with the referee that an offence had occurred? If not, why not? Um, why Why did you not take action? Why did the officials not take action when they must have been aware of the incident? Uh, because those uh, those questions all go to the key issue in this case, which is, did the officials, as it appears that they must have, decide to let this go? Why did they let it go? I mean, like, it's not an answer to that to say, I mean, I've seen some stuff on social media saying, oh, the referee didn't want to increase the temperature, or, you know, the linesman was intimidated by Dermot Connolly because he's high profile. I mean, that's their job. These aren't under-14 referees. They're mm. not probationers. These are the elite refs who are used to the hurly-burly of big games and who understand the rules very, very clearly. Um, so, 
I think it's a really important issue because it, it's about protecting the integrity of the system itself. And of course, it's not about protecting, you know, it's not about sort of satisfying the mob. Because mm. the mob in general never understands the importance of the system and the integrity of the system. And you'll get all sorts of ill-informed comments, you know. Um, and so if, you had, if Pat's plan was, was in charge of the system, you know, we know what would happen. But of course, you know, the, the, the law has to be administered fairly and in accordance with the rules. And um, it has to be impartial. And I, I just think that that's, this is, you know, as I, I come back to the original point, if, if Tiermann had got a red card, then he has no defence to this. And a 12-week ban would have to be imposed. Because he clearly laid hands on the official. And the official at the time decided then in those circumstances that he had crossed the line. But the fact that he didn't leads to the crucial issue in this case, which is, should the CCCC be allowed to overbear the will of the officials on the day? Should they be allowed to second-guess them and come to a different decision based on the same circumstances? And I think that the answer to that has to be no. And, it, and the rules of the GA don't allow it, apart from anything else. Yeah, Joe... Sorry, the, the legal issues are, I suppose, are, are extremely in, intricate, but even the incident itself, like, what, is it, what do you think it says about Dear McConnelly that even in a game against Carlo, that Dublin were kind of coasting through, that he was still unable to kind of keep himself under wraps? I think it's very difficult, you know, I mean, Dermot is, Dermot is very competitive, you know, and, um, I mean, he's got a checkered past, you know, like Paul Galvin or like Ron O'Leary, you know, he does have problems with controlling his discipline on the field. But you would have to say in this circumstance, you know, that there are three Carlo guys. They're clearly at him. They're holding him up. They're bumping and boring him. Dearman's lifting his hands up to show the referee and the linesman that he's taking no part in this. You know, and he's asking them, look, are you going to do something about this in effect? And you know, it's a very light touch on the official. I watched the, the tape very, very carefully. And the official has got the white flag raised. He keeps it raised. He doesn't react at all to the touch. And it looks as though Dermot said to him, look, you're not going to do anything about this. And that's the area where the official has the discretion. Look, Dermot shouldn't have been doing it. I mean, you can't put your hands on an official, and I, I never throughout my whole career. I don't think I ever saw anybody putting hands on an official, putting hands on a ref. And this may be to attract his attention to you know, say that there's a player injured or something like that. And, you know, you'd have to say, look, this wouldn't happen in rugby or in any other big sport without a severe to-do. And um, we have to be very careful to protect our referees and officials, you know, because in the GAA, there is a very robust debate and always has been around the conduct of referees and officials. So that we do have to protect them and be very, very careful. But at the same time, we also have to protect the integrity of the system. And it seems to me that it can only be that the officials decided that this offence didn't cross the line. And that's why they didn't act, because I mean, they clearly were aware of it. You know, and um, they would clearly be aware of the serious, the potential seriousness of interfering with the referee's functions, and or an official. And um, I mean, that for me is the issue. And it seems to me that if that if he is, that if a process does start, it's going to be a really, really interesting process. It's virtually certain to to go to the DRA. But, I mean, it will depend on how the referee responds. If the referee says that I didn't see it and it wasn't drawn to my attention by the sideline official. I wasn't aware of it. Well, then the CCC are free to act, and they will ban him for twelve weeks. But then that's going to lead to a whole interrogation of of um, what exactly went on between the match officials. Because I mean, how could how could it be? How could it be that somehow they weren't aware of this? 
mm. you know, or aware or aware of the rule. And if so, then they shouldn't be they shouldn't be refereeing or or officiating at all at this level. Um, so you know, given the you know, given the uh, assuming that they know the law, they know the rules, which we must. It's inconceivable that they don't. Could we see Joe or, Brawley representing another intercounty player? Thanks very much, Joe. I really appreciate you joining us today. Thank you.